Hello and welcome to episode 46 of the Spill Sesh with Sage. You're with me, Sajal, your host of this podcast. And on today's episode, I have a guest. He is none other than Vinesh Nagrani, also known as, or better known as, might I add, Vinny Sharp, a filmmaker, content creator, and a reality star on Netflix. If you haven't already watched the Singapore Social, he's one of the stars on it, and he kindly agreed to come on my podcast. And we talked about a lot of things from his passion and ambition in filmmaking to his experience on a reality show to a lot more deeper stuff as well. And I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you do too. Thank you, Vinny, once again for coming on, and let's get into this episode. Hi, Vinny. Welcome to the Sosesh with Sage. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Dude, should I call you Vinny? Vinish? Vinny Sharp? <laughs> you can call me Vinny. Uh, Vinny, Vinny. Vinny? Yeah, Vinny. Vinny seems to be the most acceptable to the masses and easiest to flow. So you can call Yeah. Whatever, whatever you feel comfortable. I mean... Whatever you feel comfortable. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, if everyone's living under a rock and they don't know who you are, I think the best way to describe you, in my opinion at least, is a filmmaker, content creator, and a very recent reality star on Netflix. Um, yeah, I guess if that's that's what's on paper. Um, if I had to hand in my resume, that's what would technically be in <laughs> black and white. But um, yeah, reality TV was a, a recent stint. I did not expect to to get into something like that, but the opportunity uh, presented itself, and um, I am I'm, I naturally gravitate towards unscripted realms um be it behind the camera or in front of the camera and uh yeah it was a good it was a good format to express myself and uh just have a lot of fun so yeah for now like if you could describe finny sharp in one sentence what would that be rationalizing with opposing beliefs I like that. Did you think of that before, or like, did you have that on hand? Because that was really fast. You are, you are not the first person to ask to me to ask do a that. podcast. I had a few, yeah, yeah. I, I've been doing this for a while, so it's it's uh, a part of it is kind of slight autopilot. But I I, I know right. I know what the methodologies are. I know what the philo- what the 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 philosophical substance uh, behind Vinny Sharp is because um, I think in anything and everything that you do, um, it's it's important to to get to the why. Not necessarily the what's and the hows. Uh, the whys are the most important. I think in order to continue to go on sustainably, uh, to have intrinsic motivation to continue to do what you do, the why is the most important. The why is the responsible for you having longevity um, and consistency in what you do. And that is why I do what I do. It is to hedge against ignorance and the ability to constantly try to rationalize with the opposing beliefs um, is is a healthy practice, and um, it's 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 a practice that I adopted in uni um, as a result of the influence that I, I had from my friends, and that manifested into an actual uh, a brand and uh, a form of expression, an art form uh, expression. So that that's that, that's what Vinny Sharp encompasses is is the attempt is a healthy and um, religious attempt to 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 rationalize with the opposing belief. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you started, this was I I think that's how I reached out to you. I think I I literally interviewed you about Vinny Sharp like on YouTube before even any of this became like how big it is now. Probably I would say five years ago, right? Four or five years ago. I I'm still a poly student. Yeah, four years. Yeah, ago. I'm so surprised you remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yep. 
Yeah, and I remember asking you a lot of questions about that as well then, you know, about like how you approach a lot of controversial topics and like whether you deal with any sort of backlash. So do you like, I guess maybe going back in time, like when you just started YouTube with your whole format and everything, where did that passion for film even come from? Um, the passion for film was, um, it was just ingrained and uh, it's part of my DNA, I suppose, because I think before being a producer, pr producer, I, I was an avid consumer, like the many of us. Um, I was addicted to the television. I was addicted to film. And in uni, uh, I, could ex I, I could rampantly explore that obsession because of stronger Wi-Fi. And so I could, I could watch more and uh, I could watch more of my choice. Um, so I was watching four to five films a day and with no intention of becoming a filmmaker. I, I just loved and I always will love film, all types of film. And um, that's usually uh, the, 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 the root stimulus behind getting into into any type of business or any craft it's it's just a love for a product it's a love for a service it's a love for an art form a sport a science and it then becomes an indulgence it then becomes a a manner in which you can contribute to so that's that's what happened with with that I, it just one thing led to another you know and um it's if you send that, if you send that intention out to the universe, I think the, the the thoughts and the energy that you send out, the intentions that you send out, um, are very powerful. So in a sense that if I, I loved something like that that much, I guess the universe conspired to offer me an opportunity to contribute, and one thing led to another, and it's just crazy how six years down the road, um, this is what I do full time. It's what I always did full time from the moment I bought a camera, and. Uh, there was no negotiation or consideration for, for anything else. Um, now, naturally, I, I do see myself expressing through various other art forms, but it is through this, it is through this primary medium of expressing myself through the physicality, through the voice, through the colors, through the edits, um, the sounds and the film. And this will always be the base. So, yeah. I think that's so great to hear because I'm a big believer as well in like, passion and how that is the core to any sort of ambition that you have like I literally have the Steve Jobs quote like on my wall and this got me through like years and years um the only way to do great work is to love what you do so same for me like I mean I'm doing comms and I've been doing comms my like for how many years already and yeah I think because I didn't like what you said you know how you like just started you bought a camera and you didn't even know that you wanted to be a filmmaker so the same for me like I just started writing and I didn't know that I would end up in comms so this yeah. that was like that that's i completely relate to that and i think that's amazing that you know now you're here doing what you do every day and hopefully one day i'll get to do that too and i think there was one thing that you mentioned about your intricacy in your work and how that was so different and i think that's one thing that when i used to watch your content like back in the day when you just started also you know like the black and white theme the white shirt the the tie the beard like i think that was your own style that not anyone really had seen before and on top of that you would talk about issues that were so needed to talk about but in a very light-hearted comical way so how did you plan or how did you decide to differentiate yourself from other creators this way you have two approaches when you analyze um 
uh, when you analyze uh, uh, the landscape, right, in a market, you look at what already exists and you look out for the deficiencies and you fill in the deficiencies or you try to compensate for the inefficiencies in a market or you develop something so you, right, something that is so uniquely you um, and complemented with the ability to manufacture the desire for people to want to consume you because you were so different. Those are the two approaches. Now, it's by happenstance that I happen to fulfill both simultaneously, but I wasn't, it, it, you could say it was simultaneous. Everything was kind of subconscious. You know, I thought about like, what do I do? I want to do something, but I should do it on YouTube because, you know, back then I was just acting like on stage. That was the only aperture that I had access to. Like as, growing up in school, you just, in drama, you, you danced or you acted, right? And I think... Um, uh, precisely, because that was all the, the, the only apertures that we had access to. So um, uh, I think when I came up with the decision to do something on YouTube and kind of govern my destiny and take ownership over the opportunities, right? To, to create my own opportunities, I thought to myself, like, what, so what do I do? Uh, you know, the first idea that I came up to my head was to basically crash lectures at SMU and ask uh, slightly more unorthodox questions. I remember that being the first idea that I had in my head, but things started to slowly develop over time. And I thought to myself, well, you know, this should, this should be preceded by some type of monologue. Like I should introduce, you know, like I, I have to speak for what it is that I'm doing. So I started to look out for landscapes, like, because I knew that I wanted some type of symmetry or some type of uniformity in the composition, the, you know, the, the parallel lines, the, um, there was a style to it. And uh, I experimented with these different landscapes and I was driving around Singapore looking for rooftops. I just had this idea that I would do something on a rooftop because you got depth of field. Um, that, that, that is something that was very important to me, to have solid depth of field in the background, uh, to have the uniformity of lines. And uh, I, 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 the black and white, I think it was a pretty early... The inception of that idea was pretty early. Like I just, for some reason, just felt like it had to be in black and white um, to standardize everything and um, to seek the color in the words rather than in the aesthetic. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because people would listen to what you're saying at the same time be mesmerized about what they're watching, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess I, I think, you know, it's, it's hard to really describe the process because I... I you have, if you have an eye, you have an eye. You have a good eye from, you know, being able to observe and identify the geometry and compositions. And you observe that in cuts in films. You observe composition in film. Uh, you internalize that and, and uh, you take that into consideration when you create your own shit. So I, when I got to this rooftop in Bukibato and I kind of set up the tripod and... I just stood in front and I looked through the lens. I mean, I looked back at the, the footage and I was like, there's, there is, there's something here, you know? And um, I had the golf club in, in, in the boot of my car because I played golf. I, I don't know why, I just had it. And <laughs> I just had it. And uh, to warm myself up vocally, physically, I just thought I'd, ju I'd juggle a golf ball for fun. I, I had no intention of that being part of it. And um, for some reason, I put on a fucking, I, I put on a, a balaclava for, for no reason. I was just going to ask you that. Like, where did you have that stored in your car? Or <laughs> like, where my, did that come from? My, my brother was in NS at the time. And I'd driven him to go pick up some stuff from Beach Road. 
He was in right. the army, so he had to pick up some like he had to pick up some socks and stuff. And uh, so I was walking around, I was waiting for him to get his stuff, and I saw a balaclava, and I was like, mm, that looks interesting. It was like five dollars. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Let me let me buy let me buy one just for fun. I don't even know why. And like I said, I think you know you you just you make these micro decisions that are based off doing what feels right intuitively. You don't know yeah. what it's going to lead to, but. Um, in art, it's it's if you see something that you kind of like and it just looks interesting, it's like okay, if it's not that expensive, let me just buy it, you know. And uh, yeah. that that was my 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 chain of thought, and uh, everything was just in the car, and I just thought to myself, we put it on, and uh, one thing led to another, and then it and then the the very pristine aesthetic of the black and white with the tie with the balaclava, uh, juggling the golf ball, um, and I've not actually juggled. Uh, in an episode in a while, um, but it's I yeah uh, I'm juggling in the next one, which will be out in like a couple of weeks. So it's 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 nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. But is it gonna be on like YouTube or IGTV? Because I've seen that you kind of like shifted your platform from to, to IG. YouTube, right? You don't really do yeah, you don't really do the black and white anymore. I I mean, I, is it just because of th- change? No, no, no. I did three small episodes last year, but I think it's also I. Um, if I don't have, if I don't feel like I have anything to say, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I'm not going to force. So, um, um, the, 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 this next one, this next monologue is on education. And it's, it's something that I've, I've been, um, it's tricky because it's, it's probably to me, the most important general topic, um, it's it's so important. So when I do this, I I, I really really want to know that I've I've given it my best um, to be to, to to it's it's concise. It's under fifteen minutes, and to be able to talk about something that big, and you could go on for hours. So I want to do this right. I started writing end of Jan, but you know I've got a lot of th- stuff going on. So it's like I'll take a break and then revisit the writing after two weeks. Take a break and then revisit after another two weeks. So yeah. Um, that's what's up and um what was how it? long does the process take like you said you started writing this end of gen and it's coming out in a few weeks so that'll be april so yeah. just like each video goes like month like months go into each video that no, you produce no no there's some there's some episodes i've written in a day there's some episodes oh. it's taken <laughs> like a month um sometimes a month and a half uh, but it's sometimes if the writing's just not coming, I'll just, I'll not, it, I'm not saying that it takes hundreds of hours. No, like sometimes I just don't feel it. I'm not, the, the lines are not coming and uh, the inspiration's not there. And um, there are many other things that I'm also doing apart from just Vinny Sharp, right? So, and, so uh, this is what I do to feed the basement and I'm primarily doing this all for myself. That's why I've, I've, I've always done Vinny Sharp. It's never been for an audience. It's always been for myself. Um, so... Yeah, that 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 dude is back in the game, and um, but yeah, I think just Instagram is is the main is the main aperture in terms of communicating because there's so many other forms through which I am communicating now through photography, through the writing, through Vinny Sharp, through so it's just such a the wide range of videos that I've been making for so long, um, and uh, yeah, expressing myself through a much wider repertoire online through Instagram. But yeah, it, the, the videos, everything's all on my website primarily. I mean, the full repertoire is all on my website. That's on that's on, that's on my page. So yeah, there's that. So you said that you started Vinny Sharp for yourself. Mm-hmm. And no, when you started that character, when you started that um, that journey of yours, did you 
know that one day this was going to be your full-time job or was it just really solely out of like you had some free time and you wanted to do this for fun oh no 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 i i did not want to get a, a real job that is that i did not i i could not uh, work i could not do nine to five i could not i could not have a boss more importantly <laughs> yeah and uh i hope i never have to i never will mm. I, i will never have a boss um so that was the primary thing and uh yeah uh i i, I wasn't so hard and fast about oh i need to make vinnie sharp work no i i but at oh, the okay. but at the same time you know i i think just let it flow that's how beautiful ideas and beautiful uh, beautiful products come to life it's um you just got to let it flow i mean there was hard work it's it's always hard work but yeah. i never emotionally attached myself to a specific outcome i never have i've never been like oh it's a certain number of views or certain type of opportunities no i just enjoy digitally reproducing life it's the greatest privilege that i've had in my life to be able to to let the world see the way i see the world like mm-hmm. and I, when i made the first episode I was like I can't believe like I've 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 admired the silver screen so much and now I have made something that is 100% me and it can be consumed by any human being around the world in the palm of their hand and it looks cinematic as fuck and it's yeah it's such a trip it's it's crazy like after that 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 was the biggest moment the first ever episode I cannot believe I was looking at myself on my screen and I'm looking at other people in uni watching my stuff on the bus and I'm, this is crazy. And oh my god. Yeah. What was the feedback like? Like going back to your first video, do you remember did like your friends come up to you? Did people come up to you that you didn't know? Like, "Oh, I watched your stuff." I think in Singapore um who don't come up to you? Yeah. But, but people <laughs> but people talk and you know, you hear people talk. Um but it's I I'm I'm pretty enclosed cuz 99% of my life I'm by myself. Um I do everything by myself. So yeah. it's like I don't really know the I I I don't really internalize the type of ripple effect that I think I know it it has had like as performing on stage or you in front of an actual audience. I mean, you could actually tangibly see that. You could tangibly hear the laughs, but you know, when I create this and then boom it goes out, I don't see the reactions. Um but I I get messages, I get the comments, I see, you know, the stats and stuff and I know it's there. But which is which is why it's not something that I like I said I don't make it for I don't I make it for myself. It doesn't mm-hmm. it's irrelevant actually. I I I enjoy creating this for myself. I like to create these pieces for myself. And if I'm happy, once I click export, the fun is over. Um but it's so much fun just creating it. It's it's such a blessing. Um Yeah. But when it comes to actually entertaining people face to face, like I I I love to be me in front of people like I am when I'm social I'm social and uh I I'd be lying if I said that I I don't genuinely enjoy making people laugh like face to face it's that is probably like I mean that's what I've been doing since day 1 um I think Yeah to, that's what I wanted to ask you like correct me if I'm wrong like I know you wanted to do stand up at first right if if I'm not wrong I did I did but I had issues Was with it Was it stand up Yeah, I did stand up for like a couple of months at when I was 18 and 19. But I had issues with it because mm-hmm. because I only had 3 3 to 5 minutes on stage and to me that was just I was <clears throat> I felt like I was forcing myself to obtain 
um, a higher yield of laughter per minute, and that's right. that, that's that's impinging on being sincere. And uh, it's it's an extraordinary game, stand-up comedy. It's it's such a fucking brilliant piece of a type it of is. art form. So, um, but I just felt like there was more that I wanted to express uh, apart from just being able to stand on a stage with a mic. There was more. There was it was the the, the I needed more dynamism, um, and I found it. And uh, yeah, so that that I'm lucky to be able to have this mode of expression. Yeah, and I mean, like hearing you talk about it, I can, I can just like I'm one person listening to you talk, and I can already tell how knowledgeable and how passionate you are about what you do. And I mean, like I said, I think ambition, the core of ambition, is always passion. So, I the people who genuinely like make it, they have to love what they do first. And I mean, I, I can, I can hear that from our conversation. So that's amazing. But that's why I was also a little bit surprised when I saw you. Uh, were cast for Singapore Social. So if people don't know what Singapore Social is, how would you explain what that show is in a nutshell? It's a it's a reality show that peeks into the lives of five Singaporeans um, uh, through the facets of love, relationship, uh, and career. Right. Yeah. And this was not a local... Uh, stint right like as as in this was not like Singapore's pitch like to Netflix right this was like Netflix coming to you guys or something like that yeah this was commissioned uh, Netflix USA commissioned an American company to produce that's this that's crazy what was your reaction like when Netflix contacted you like hey like, be on my reality show I, can't, I don't know what I'll do <laughs> what um, was your initial thoughts my initial thoughts were I had no expectations um, because like I said, I'd already spent so many years, I auditioned so much in my life and, uh, was always disappointed earlier on. So that's why I just never relied on other people. Right. I, uh, so I had no expectations and I'm like, I'm happy doing what I do because I, I have control over it and I can create what I want to create. And so I had zero expectations and one interview led to another and another and another and another. And it was like seven, seven stages probably. And I got a text saying, You've been shortlisted. Yeah, so... Oh my god, that's so cool. But, like, was reality TV... Like, did you watch reality TV growing up? Was it ever, like, part of your routine? No, I never watched reality <laughs> TV, but my mother did. And, um, right. Uh, she she loved reality TV, and uh, I was fully aware of the genre. I just never watched it. Um, mm-hmm. I watched Shark Tank. That's the only reality TV that I yeah. watch. Um, but apart from that, no... Um, but that doesn't mean that I'd be averse to being part uh, of a reality TV show. In fact, exactly. I would. I I, I love re- I love being in reality TV. Yeah. But would it wasn't it different from your normal content creation? Like you know, you said you never want to work for someone else. But in this sense, weren't you relinquishing control to the director, the producer, where you really had no control over how? you know, the footage was going to be edited. Was that difficult for you going I, into this? I can't say that that's work. Like, look, now that I know that I, I know what I'm, what, what I'm doing and what I enjoy, like, you know, if when I go to the States and I work for a company, right, it's, it's um, like, okay, I, I, at some point I would work, f- I would work, I could potentially work in a bigger, on a bigger film set, right? And that's perfect. That's perfectly fine. But when I said I would never want to work for a boss earlier on, it was under different circumstances. Now that I know what I'm doing, it's different. I'm doing what I love. So, um, and I cannot consider work, do, doing reality TV work. Like, 
you don't you don't work in real as a reality TV star you don't work for them everyone works for you everyone is there to make you happy and comfortable so you turn up you look good you look pretty they do you know there's a bit of makeup they mic you up they get you into the scene eat and drink and do whatever you want and say whatever you want <laughs> because you are just incredible and you piss off and they pay you to do that so it is the complete opposite of work everyone there is working except you if you're a reality tv star that's insane i never i never looked at it that way yeah that's i always right. thought i mean i i mean i'm sure it must have been tiring at some point or was it literally just like fun if it wasn't then great <laughs> good for you no I, I i had a great time i had so yeah? much fun yeah i had a lot of fun it was not exhausting at all yeah wow so like how was the feedback when it first released i think it came out in like 20 19 or was it 20 2019 right it was the the first season came out yeah november december yep end of 20 right end of 2019 so what was okay what was the reaction like when your friends and family found out that you were on the show and then when they actually watched you on the show uh it's 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 a lot i don't even know where to begin because i mean this is available in 189 countries so yeah that's crazy like you're famous famous <laughs> but i i think you know when uh it's just when you have so much energy and uh, you know so much the attention in all directions coming your way it's it can be a little um that that was exhausting the first 2 to 3 weeks was emotionally draining um but i i know what it is and um i think i think my 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 family and friends are they're very they're very proud they are yeah. they are very very proud to see my trajectory and things that i'm doing and they should um, be um, like achieving a netflix role that's like what what more can top that like literally then your next i guess your next goal would be what to be on a film set like what you were saying earlier i actually don't i don't i mean when i say film i i mean i'm not really um i'm not super into film film i'm into documentary mm. and unscripted and reality tv yeah. I'm not bothered by how I was portrayed. Um I mean even if it's uh, for, there are two things. First things, I mean I know this is something that almost every other cast member is concerned about. Um I I couldn't care less. Um I I I mean even if look, let's just first things first. This was not scripted. I had the full autonomy to say whatever I wanted to say. I know what I was signing up for. in getting into reality TV. You'd know that these people can frankenbite and do whatever they want with the footage. Like when you sign the contract, you should have known that's what you're getting yourself into. You should accept whatever the outcome is. I accepted it. I'm like, "Go do your thing. However you want to use whatever material you have from me to create an entertaining piece of product, go do it." Right? I am not bothered. Um now, I'm I cannot speak on the behalf of other people. This is just how I personally feel and I would continue to do it again and not need any type of creative control because that's not how reality TV works. Um but I obviously just speak for myself in that sense. I I I'm not bothered about the portrayal because at the end of the day like uh I actually don't even care what the world thinks of me. I think it does, it's it's irrelevant. Like because people people actually don't even care. Like The, the the world is too busy doing their own thing and thinking about themselves. Nobody actually cares about you. Nobody cares. 
that's what I always say. I oh, literally like you took the words right out of my mouth. I always say nobody actually yeah. gives a shit about you. And that's what I kind of just keep telling myself and live my own life. But of course, my extent is much smaller than your extent where people actually do, you know, I mean, not care, but in the sense that like you're in the public eye to a certain extent, you are. Yeah. So, but it's great. I mean, you went, at least you went in with that knowledge that and that acceptance. I think, yeah, the biggest thing that you I took away from that was that you literally, you signed away like the contracts and you're like, I accept that this is whatever comes comes and i'm just gonna enjoy myself here so which is why probably i mean you were probably one of the most entertaining people to watch because with reality tv like coming from someone who watches quite a bit you always get drawn to characters that are interesting and that are i mean for lack of better words they just don't give a fuck i think that's literally like you can tell you can tell those that do and you can mm-hmm. tell that don't and i think you and like i really liked uh oh my god what was your name i blanking now the burlesque dancer. I loved her. She was so interesting Suki. to watch. Yeah, Suki. Yeah. Yep. I loved watching. So like, you know, people like that where I'm just like, your their story is just so different. So like, that's what people are drawn to. People have a story. So, I mean, good for you. At least you, <laughs> you knew mm-hmm. what you were getting into yeah, when you yeah. did. But there was one image <laughs> when I asked, um, so I told you I was going to ask questions, right? Like, people on Instagram, like, you know, like, if you want to ask Vinny Sharp anything, ask away. The number of... <laughs> questions i got mm-hmm. on, on <laughs> this is this is in their words okay uh why was he such a fuck boy on the show mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah what what would you say to that um why was i a fuck boy on the show uh, okay so uh, what the question is why was i a fuck boy on the show on the yeah sh- it do you want me to read the exact wording? I mean, it's quite you, you funny. just tell me, you give me the question that you want me to answer and I'll try my best. Okay, so so the du- the person's question was, he, he sounds like a non-committed <laughs> fuckboy on SG Social. Ask him why, just why. <laughs> well, now, hypothetically speaking, let's just say that if I actually was a non-committed fuckboy, right? Um, why would one be a non-committed fuckboy? Uh, let me answer that in in, 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 in in through this lens, right? I love the approach you're taking with this. It's so... <laughs> okay, go. I'm trying to, to be as clinical as possible because I think it's... it's exactly. This person, firstly, it does not matter if I am a fuckboy. The, 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 what the person is trying to figure out is, is why would someone be a fuckboy? Because it doesn't matter if I... Who, who am I yeah, to this yeah. person? I'm a nobody, right? So what he's asking the world is, is why would a non-committed fuckboy exist? And f- given the type of empathy and compassion and understanding that I have for other people from different walks and different backgrounds and different agendas and objectives in life, a non-committed fuckboy operates as a non-committed fuckboy because primarily as a result of... Yes, <laughs> I'm waiting. Like as a result of I would I would assume as as a result uh, the fuckboy would exist as a result of um a void. I think I think I think they're very they're they they're being a, an apparent void in in a man's life. Is the same reason why someone would mm. want to go for numbers rather than the quality and richness in. In, 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 in the nature of interaction with another woman, right? 
I think a fuckboy um, is someone who plays, um, uh, especially within the, the, the carnal planes, with a variety of women, um, without getting maybe a little too deep, perhaps. And uh, it's a result of having a void, and to some degree, maybe even uh, a result of uh, having insecurities, uh, to compensate mm -hmm. for the insecurities uh, by putting up, put, by putting up scores yeah. on the scoreboard, right? Um, that generally tends yeah. to be the root stimulus behind this type of behavior. I am not a clinical psychologist, but if, <laughs> if, if, if I have to answer this question, I mean... That's, you know, in theory, perhaps that's why a fuckboy would exist. Now, why I, why I uh, 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 emulated myself as, as a, or I at least was presented um, through, through my words and, of course, uh, through, through the variable <laughs> of which, the, the variable through which I had no control over that was editing. Um, right. Why did I come across as a fuckboy? Because... <laughs> This person sounded so, like, no. sad, you know? <laughs> like, whoever this person it, it is. It doesn't matter. So, I guess it's the, the, the only answer I have to that is, um, I guess, competent editing. Um, competent editing on, on the production company's part. Um, because, not that I'm saying that there's anything wrong with one being a fuckboy. Everyone should be what they want to be, right? Yeah. What, what is, is, and just yeah. be who you want to be. And that should... And also, there are fuck girls also, like, <laughs> like exactly that. It doesn't matter whether you want to be it, don't want to be it, just do whatever you want to do. But I just found it so funny the way this person <laughs> voted the question. They sounded so sad. Yeah, so um, but I think, I think the way they edited, and mind you that I'm not, like I said, I'm not even here, even if they do, people want to walk away thinking that I am a fuck boy. It's, I'm not even going to, even though I may not necessarily agree with that, um, assessment because also I think that to make an assessment based on reality TV is 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 futile like there's you um, it's reality TV right if you if you want to make an assessment yeah. on someone um, watch them in a one-on-one -on -one interview like an uncut one-on-one -on -one interview you will get a better understanding I feel um, but yeah. reality TV is yeah. entertainment now I'm not even saying that I'm even trying to defend myself against that uh, assessment if that's your <laughs> assessment stick to it I could not care less Stick to it for the rest of your life. I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like exactly what you said, because um, like for me at least, <laughs> just me, not this person. But um, like when you watch reality TV, I think because I consume so much of it, like I know for a fact that it's entertainment. And when I heard, so how I reached out to you with no intention of you actually like coming onto my podcast, like I was, like I didn't want you to think that I reached out because I wanted you to come out, come on my podcast, but. I mean, it's clear that it worked out that way. So I was listening to uh, Just So We're Clear podcast, which now I'm like in love with their podcast and I listen to it all the time. And those girls are amazing. And I was listening to your episode with them. And I saw your name on, on their episode. So I was like, oh yeah, Vinny Sharp. Like, you know, he did all these things. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just listen. And I, I haven't like heard him properly in a while. And that person that I listened to in the first 15 minutes, I swear I was like, I had chills. And, I, and I'm not being dramatic. Like, I genuinely was like, whoa. Because I love podcasts. And I was like, this person that I'm listening to, uncut, it's a proper conversation, is so different from what, you know, I watched in Singapore Social. It's so different from what you portray yourself on Instagram. You know, like, tatted, beefed up. Like, you do you, man. Like, 
but I'm just saying that it's so different, you know, and it's just so interesting that what you put out online is always so different from who you are. So I guess my question is that, do you think that Vinnie Sharp or your, whoever that you are online, is it just a character or is everything it is me I, it's 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 interesting when you say that it's so different um and i i, yeah. I don't see a reason why you would have to think that w- the 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 impression that you have of me online has to be that it has to be exclusive like it's everything is everything comes from the same source um i mean the impression mm-hmm. that i offer you through social media i don't necessarily see how it contradicts with the philosophies with which i live my life uh, it does not contradict. There is no hypocrisy at all. It's just one side. And there are many sides. And it's yeah. we're holistic human beings and we're sophisticated beings. Um, so yeah. the, 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 it, is, it has never been a character. This has always been me. And I, I just mm. have various ways of expressing myself. And it's all from the same source. It's all encompassing the same person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's that. There is no difference. There is no facade everything belongs to the same source and that is me and i guess that's why people are drawn to your not like in quote unquote character but like on your personality on the show in your content creation in whatever you do i guess because it's effortlessly you you know in a, in a way so it just i think i was shocked because um when i was listening to that podcast i think a lot of the things that you were talking about on that episode specifically were like pretty deep and you know, like it, I mean, it really spoke to me. And I think I'm sure a lot of people who listen to that episode, which they really should after listening to this episode, hopefully, but <laughs> they should, they should listen to that as well, because it was a very good interview. And one thing that you mentioned, uh, that you talked about, you know, getting out of a very dark place, and you used different coping mechanisms, like meditation and spirituality. That's like, very, very hard to talk about and very hard to open up about. So if you could give any advice to anyone who is in a similar dark place, how could what would, what would be their first step in trying to get out of that? Trying to get out of a dark place mm. uh, is to, uh, to accept it and to feel it and to keep on keeping on. That's, that's all you can do and that's the best that you can do and that's the least that yeah. you should do um, because time as illusory as it is has a magical way of solving everything and it's only history and our track record that has to, to, to prove, to testify to that theory that through time, through the progression of time things work out and if it's uh, you know, and if it's not all good, it's not the end, you know, so, yeah, so you just have to keep, keep on going. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing now? Like compared to then? And how have you been now? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm just so grateful to be healthy. I'm so happy. I cannot be more grateful in my life right now. Um, I am so blessed. And I feel it, and the energy around me is amazing. And uh, I just could not be more grateful. Every day is a blessing. So I'm actually doing very good. I, I could not be better. Yep. That makes me very happy to hear. I'm very glad that you're doing good. And I think being grateful is such a great way to live life. It took me a while to get to that point of, you know, where you're just like, 
you're just grateful to be, like what you said grateful to be healthy when you exude gratitude into the world i feel like it will just come back to you absolutely so to wrap up the episode i want to <laughs> ask you a few questions that people sent in i think one question that my friend actually specifically said please ask him this this is very important and i was like okay what is it how does he maintain his beard i don't know people want to know that um <laughs> Uh, how do I maintain it in a sense like how do I shape it how do I like what does that mean I don't know I'm a girl I don't know what that means I was like okay sure I'll I'll ask him for you but I think a lot of guys do want to know <laughs> um how do I maintain it uh, it's, uh, uh, so I just do what I do to it like I mean I, I I okay so like every two weeks I trim it myself with a pair of scissors um and I, I don't know what else to say. I think that's all I, that's all I need to do. Dude, I, I told you. I was also like, I don't know what this means, but I'll ask him for sure. It's a boring answer. I use a pair of scissors to trim every two weeks. And that's all I do. Like I maintain, like I condition, I shampoo it every once in a while. Um, you condition your beard? People do that? I don't know if I should, but I just do it. I never asked, like, like you know, I've I've literally been trialing and experimenting by myself <laughs> with oils and and shampoos and everything and what feels really? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I don't. I'm so not... cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know people did that. Like guys did that for their beard. But then again, it's. I mean, it's hair. It it's the same thing. Yeah. There's no difference. Yeah. It's you should treat the hair on your face as as as, as well as you treat as your, your the hair on your head. It's hair the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. The next question is, does Vinny love Christina? I, 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 I love Christina in, in, in every meaning of the word. I love Christina. Oh. I love Christina to, to the moon and back. Um, I love that. But it's, it's an interesting thing, you know, to, to, to ask someone, do you love someone? Yeah, right? Um, and in, in the same way to say, no, I don't love someone, like, but why? Like, wh- how, why else would you live your life any other way but then to have love for, for everyone? Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what has this person done or how is this universe acted such that you want to reserve love for another member of humanity? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense for you not to have love for anyone if you think about it. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. So I mean, unless maybe someone did you very, very dirty and did very, very wrong, then that's a whole other. No, but see, the thing issue. is, is the the, the the way the universe works is is even when you go through injustice as a result of someone treating you in that fashion, the the boons that result from you going through injustice um, is extraordinary. You have to have appreciation for the good and the bad. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no I don't have any resentment against anyone or anything regardless of how they treat me I love people who are pleasant with me I also have deep appreciation for people who I feel treated me like shit for example um, everything is important in life and I think to love everything it's a love for life that's what it is yeah. it's a love for life so how could you even how could I even say I don't I don't love someone you know um, mm-hmm. I I and, and Christina is actually no different to any other member of humanity. Every human is a brother and sister to me. Like, like it's all just an illusion. Just the difference in relationships. Um, yeah. We're all here just to help each other out. And and um, 
be the best of ourselves and make the most of this life. Um, but mm -hmm. do I, I, of course I love Christine as much as I love anyone else. But like, I think what they really, I think what they want to know is, 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 I guess the relationship that I have between Christina and I, like, it's, it's like, I could also say that like a stranger that walks up to me on the street who asks for my help is like a brother to me. Like I would not see yeah. him any different to a brother, my brother who need, like it's, he's just another human being who needs help. I would literally like, if you, if I can help you, I will help you. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, mm. But Christina and I, I think to address this a little bit more uh, deeper, like we are very, very close. We speak every single day. Um, she is literally, she, she, I mean, just to, to give you a little, little bit more like context, she literally started her own jewelry line and she literally just, and, and it's a jewelry line that's based off spiritual stones. Um, oh my God, I'm going to go check it out. So she literally, she's in Romania and she sent me my piece and it arrived in Singapore today uh, and it's with a friend. And so I have to go pick mm -hmm. it up from the friend. So like, I mean, like, yeah, we, we speak every single day and like, she's, she's family to me, you know? I love that. Yeah. And I think people should just stop asking you that <laughs> genuinely. Okay. The yeah. next question is what is up with you and May on Singapore social? In what sense? Romantically? <laughs> Probably. Um, I think we've answered this multiple times. Um, on various on various platforms platforms yeah um but uh i think i'm going to you know just to piss this person off i'm going to pass so <laughs> i'm gonna pass <laughs> i love that yeah let, let's do that <laughs> okay um two more questions the second last one is are you single the people want to know uh, yes i am single and they should take that as that is, the last question, which I, re I think is my favorite question, is advice for someone who wants to be a filmmaker but doesn't know where to start, even after poly. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. uh, okay. So I would say the most important thing is, you know, anyone can equip themselves with the technical skill set to create. Um, to digitally reproduce life on screen. It is, a robot can do it, right? So what is your USP as a human in, 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 in um, activating the medium of film? It is to yeah. show the world the way you see the world. So the technical know-how, that can be adopted, that can be learned, and it can be learned through YouTube. You don't need a teacher, you don't need shit, right? Um, yeah. The first thing to figure out is this is an art form very much like painting, like copywriting, like the manner in which you shake the person's hand is communicating the way you see the world. You want to sit down and figure out or at least articulate on paper what it is that you want to say to the world. And you may not have anything to necessarily say to the world yet. And for that very reason, maybe there's no need because the whole point of using an art form is to communicate, right? Um, I think, you know, especially when it comes to even acting, like yeah. uh, as an actor, right? It's, it's, 
It's not because like, oh, I have a, uh, you know, I, I'm a versatile performer and that I can do accents and I can do this and I can have, I can, I can portray emotional trajectory. And that, okay, I get it. But I think deep down, if you want to act, you want to communicate characters the way you see. It's, it's the way you think you see the world and the way you, you see their world. Like it's, 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 it's a manner of communication that is unique to your vision. And if you are not doing it from that source, uh, it, it, you can sense it being empty. And that is the first thing that you want to figure out. What do I want to tell the world? If you don't have anything to say, there is no need to get into it yet, is what I'm saying. Um, it's, it's a blessing to be able to, to hone a craft like this and also command the attention of an audience. You know, like... When you tell an audience, look at my shit, look at my five minute video, because it's going to be worthy of your time. It should be worthy of your time because you have something to say. And if you don't have something to say, then don't waste people's time. Right. It's it's mm -hmm. it's a valuable thing to 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 ask for someone's time. And you'd want to do justice to that reciprocity and to figure that out first. Um, I, I know maybe I'm sounding a little regimental right now, but no, not at all, but not at all, but, but, you know, the technical know-how anyone can do that. Anyone can learn how to grade yeah. and compose a, a good shot. It's no big deal. What do you want to say? How do you feel? What, uh, what are the hypocrisies and the contradictions that make you think about the way this universe works, about the way we are? Write that down and communicate that that friction, communicate that tension uh, in, whatever, in whatever art form that you feel you enjoy communicating through. That ought to be the starting point. It's not like, oh, why do you want to be a filmmaker? Because, I, I mean, okay, sure, I like grading. I like, uh, you know, composition and stuff like that. Okay, but that is, that's the second part. A filmmaker is a filmmaker because he's a storyteller. Um, and I think anyone who, who, who owns any type of craft, deep down on the, the, the basis is you want to tell a story. And if you don't yeah. have anything to say, that does not mean that you won't have anything to say yet. Be patient. It's okay. Absorb the world around you. Absorb it and feel it. And if you feel like you have something to say, boom. I think everything will fall into place. But that, ought, that is the nexus. That that, that, that's the whole point of this. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that answer. I mean, I can relate to it too with so many, like when you were saying, I could think of like so many different things. Like when you said, you know, when you're on stage, I thought of like, because I'm a host as well. I'm, I do, I'm seeing, so when you're on stage, like combining the attention of an audience is something else. Like through whatever craft, you know, like look at me for the next like five minutes as I introduce myself and the event, Yeah. you know? So yeah, I think that's something that I can definitely carry through. And I hope that this girl got her answer. But thank you so much, Vinny, for coming on to this podcast. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Where can people find you if they don't already follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, Vinny, at Vinesh Negrani. And uh, yeah, I think Instagram is probably the most accessible because I'm most active on that these days uh, with regards to the repertoire of everything that I'm doing. Um, and all the information with, with you know the YouTube, the website, it's all on Instagram. So I guess... Vinesh underscore Negrani is the handle. Nice. You can check me out there. Yeah. And we'll keep a lookout for your next video. I'm very excited to watch it now after everything I've talked to you about. So 
That's going to be on Instagram as well? That will be on Instagram, Vimeo, YouTube. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, thank you. You have a great day. Thank you so much, Sejal. Have an awesome one. Bye. Bye-bye.